0: am i ever sure in my riffing no absolutely not okay that's what riffing is for though it's like jazz it's not about certainty it's about moving through and beyond to other possible certainties but not certainties you know (laughs) this is this podcast is like jazz is what i'm saying this is this This podcast podcast is it's the same as a john coltrane record
1: it's just like yeah, I've always said this podcast is exactly like listening to John Coltrane. <laughs> Finger, <laughs> sexual lust. The sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. 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 Sexual lust. Marx. Hey, everyone. Welcome to AGAB. All gamers are bastards. I'm your host Kay, and I am joined, as always, by my intrepid co-host Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? Uh,
0: K, would you kindly, uh, join me in a comradely discussion about video games?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. You know, I feel oh, I feel weirdly compelled now. I mean, I would have said yes anyway, but now it's like I I kind of feel like I can't say no. I'm comedically puffing on a
0: gigantic, like, Bugs Bunny Groucho Marx cigar right now after saying <laughs> that because it's, it's just, man, it's just too hot. We're too hot. We're coming in too hot. Oh, I, coming ha- in too hot. I am doing very well, um, considering all of humanity and everything, but uh, how are you doing?
1: Mm. I'm doing good. I'm sort of, um, <clears throat> as I'm talking, I'm kind of weighing up whether... We should do uh, sort of offensively bad Irish accents um, for for when we discuss Bioshock later oh. on. I uh, my
0: impression of Tom Cruise in Far and Away um, um, <laughs> is that people are people become racist against the Irish when they watch how offensive Tom Cruise's performance is
1: uh, in that I see. Film. Well. We we of course we disavow Tom Cruise yes. and his his unionist behavior, his, his frankly Protestant behavior. Yes. Uh and, and we, we would just like to take this opportunity to reassert our, our commitment to a united Ireland. Um Yeah. We ded- we dedicate this
0: podcast um to the spirit of James Connolly of uh the tradition of revolutionary socialism that came from. Ireland a wonderful tradition and uh yeah we this, we we are we we don't just disavow Tom
1: Cruise Tom Cruise is going on the jail list um he's going on the jail list I'm marking it down right now it's it's yeah. it's done first he's done list, first on the list of the episodes Tom Cruise
0: Tom Cruise we are your enemy and we will <laughs> we we would like as a podcast to fight you not individually but the podcast as an entity wants to fight you it's not our job to figure that out how that's supposed to happen um so when you want to fight the podcast let us know how we're supposed to do that and then
1: we'll 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 figure it out we'll fuck you up is what we'll figure out Mm -hmm. motherfucker that's true tom cruise looking ass really uh really
0: really uh making sure not to punch above our weight um in episode three
1: Yeah, um, we will mostly be calling out and threatening people smaller than us. Yes. Um, (laughs) This is a video game podcast. I can't stress
0: that enough. Um, We've been uh, under attack from this thing called video games Um, Mm -hmm. for a good portion of our lives now. We're all afflicted with uh, gamer syndrome, which uh, the only hope for us is in our status as um, the most oppressed underclass in all of humanity um is that we unite and um attempt to overthrow the boss of gaming um which is um it's a a king k rule um (laughs) as it turns out he's just like he's just kind of running everything and so we gotta go wow we gotta go kill him
1: yeah you know uh, like i'm always saying gamers rise up mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose but your um microtransactions i yes. guess yeah, oh all right
0: that works yeah yeah
1: all right we did it <laughs>
0: that's we saw the podcast is we solved co- it's co- there's communism now right we have communism we just that we saw i think it. so <laughs> i think so um <laughs> everyone look outside it's like it's snowing in a in a in a Christmas movie, but it's just communism <laughs> somehow.
1: Yeah, it's it's snowing communism outside. And and it's all because we we got rid of microtransactions and video games. That's the that's the thing. That's the crux of this whole fucking economic system, man. We've got some news though. Um we uh we briefly mentioned it on the last episode, but uh have you heard of this? an indie game um, called uh, Cybermen 20 uh, 72 I think it's called Cybermen the Cybermen Cybermen yeah like from Dragon Ball Z little green freaks yeah well at least they're shorter than I am Cybermen
0: 42069
1: Uh, yeah Cybermen 42069 and it's just like (laughs) fucking um, Yamcha getting blown up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with like the with weed leaves kind of all over the fucking thing that's we should make that that's, that's that's gonna be the promo um
0: but yeah uh cyberpunk
1: god what the thirty twenty seventy seven what cyberpunk number? five it's, it's, if you, <laughs> if you haven't played cyberpunk's one through four. You won't know what's going Cyberpunk, on. With Cyberpunk five.
0: Cyberpunk X was like a revolution in the series, but X two yeah. is where it really start. They could start to kick it up a gear. It's more fast paced. Um, but yeah, maybe it's Cyberpunk two thousand X like uh, <laughs> Mega Man. It's got to be. It's got to be something. It's, uh, Cyberpunk seven, um, the remake of the original PlayStation version of Cyberpunk seven.
1: CD Projekt Red's uh, excellent adventure which has been in the news lately yeah. for sucking just c- copious uh, amounts of ass. Um and that normally doesn't get you into the news, but it does if you promised everyone that you would specifically not suck a whole bunch of ass, you know? And then you take a bunch of you you spend a whole bunch of
0: time uh uh, uh assuring everyone that uh you're going to you're just going to delay this game so it doesn't suck as much ass. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, upon its release, okay, what my, my my the best way to describe how cyberpunk, the release of it has gone is I saw earlier today the most recent episode of Highlight Reel, which uh, used to be housed at Kotaku, but Chris has recently gone independent. Um, which it's a, it's probably the most consistent YouTube show I've ever watched. Because it's it's hilarious, but it's basically just glitch compilations that he curates and does a little bit of commentary on, and uh, mm. it's fifteen minutes long. And thirteen minutes of that is cyberpunk. I saw a tree, <laughs> I saw a palm tree bend into the uh, like just randomly start bending its form until it shifted and touched the ground. I saw cars drive through but, like the cyberpunk future is like it fucking whips. Like sometimes when you get into a car, it just explodes randomly. Like, isn't Cyberpunk like, sick? Like that's what I've Cyberpunk is, I've seen things is, you right? people
1: wouldn't believe. <laughs> I've seen cars randomly explode when you get into them. I've seen trees bend down to the ground for no reason.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's been a, uh, it's a train wreck. Is isn't it enough? It's uh, it's got like it's a series of train wrecks that causes a series of other train wrecks that just goes on and on ad infinitum uh, because, well, well, let's face it. This, there, there is a, there is a facade by a, a big studio that was being put out into the world the entire time saying everything is fine. It's going to be good. Don't worry as, as like directly behind uh, the wall that they're standing in front of is, a bunch of like overworked game developers um just furiously coding to try and make something of a something that they can sell um and then yeah we now have a, a in 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 after everyone decided to pre-order that game because they said it was going to be fine we now have a big shiny pile of dog shit and it's really interesting in, to
1: think wow. about it interesting is one word for it especially <laughs> in the context of <laughs> of the the completely the egregiously overworked staff at CD yeah. Project Red who no doubt worked very very hard with the the you know the constraints and the resources given to them. Yeah. Um who
0: want to make a, who I'm sure really want to make a good game. Of they, course they, they do. They just no, really nobody, do.
1: Nobody ever sets out to do a shit job, you know? Yeah. And a lot of this is bugs that are you know it's down to them not having the time to do it all fucking properly. Yeah. Um. Maybe not enough play testing. Like, could probably. you did you have enough uh
0: did you have enough either phases or enough time of play testing if like if the vehicles are just randomly like like forgetting where that where they are placed in the game and just launching into the air there's like this weird the collision is weird the physics are completely strange like and it is it is you know you know it's because of crunch and because of just like this is the anti-capitalist gaming podcast the only one there's none others um so we can cut right. the chase. chases because of greed this is a, a mm-hmm. rush a rush job from a big studio that wanted to make sure that they could get it out before Christmas, um, and they released a they released crap because well, you know, that's just what you have to do if you if you want to make as much money as we've decided we want to make off of this game. What are we supposed to do about that? Our hands are tied by by the number. There's this line. I don't know if you've heard of it. There's this line, but like, it's it go up, and when line go line go up toward number and line go up toward number and it good and if if not go up then that's bad and i don't know how to explain it to you in a, in a simpler way
1: it's very bad you need to be aware about line going down It simply Ooh. we cannot Ooh. tolerate that kind of shit. yeah um but the thing about this game is despite it bearing all the characteristics of a rushed game had been in development for a long fucking time yeah um clearly the scope of this game was beyond what this company is capable of realistically doing yeah because the amount of time they had for it to appear like something that was rushed out in like a couple of years Mm -hmm. in some ways
0: or that there's that doesn't this, bode well. Yeah, there's this there are these moving goalposts, is how I've imagined it in my head, is that it it was one thing and then became another thing as it sort of like it's this interesting thing how the sort of like the discursive formation of culture and how like this sort of this this feedback process between leading up to a title like this between consumer and between developer and then all of the sort of superstructural like overarching capitalistic stuff the the corporate stuff that goes into you know big game development like this and Mm -hmm. how there's this the dialogue between these two since it happens in real time nowadays on you know online and stuff that it 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 seems to continually like reshape and all and i imagine it has a real time effect like on the way that these studios are expanding these projects and how they can start out as one thing and then how they grow to a pro it's but this is like like this was all so many people now it's a certain type of a circle online, but so many people were talking about this. It felt like a blockbuster film of the year. It felt like an Avengers film. Like when this thing was coming out. There like that was constructed in part from this from the way that they were trying from what's necessitated by games only as profit which is to try and build as much hype as possible to get as many pre-orders as possible and to when you feed into that you have to appease it and then inevitably someone's going to be disappointed and then like it's just it's just it's it's a a terrible capitalism is bad i I, you heard it here folks
1: yeah it's first 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 time you're hearing this i know but it is bad um it makes bad stuff it it does, and I, I think that the um, I think when this fucking started developing, when did like the the previous console generation? PS4 year?
0: started uh, was released in twenty thirteen.
1: Twenty thirteen. All right. So when this game started development, um, I think the the PS4 generation. Um, I always remember them according to the PlayStation because that's the only one with a consistent fucking uh, naming yes. convention i don't know what the new fucking xboxes are called i'm not gonna learn xbox fuck off so the development um i believe coincided somewhat with the release of like the ps4 generation and then you know a little while before this game is finished the next generation of fucking consoles come out so there's this kind of they probably, uh, the, the, the length of time it took to make this game stretched on to the point that they started having to adjust in the middle of things for new tech. Yeah. Which, even without knowing a whole lot about the process of making a game, you can imagine how much of a complex kind of web of interconnected bits a, a fucking video game is.
0: This whole, uh, Cyberman, um, Cyberman, uh, 8... Um, the one, uh, where they have to fight the, the witch and they travel in time. Um, Mm -hmm. this, this whole thing is big wash, uh, and it's a, it's a big load of horseshit. But, uh, to be completely honest, uh, it's, it's not very surprising. Um, the only surprising thing has been, for me at least, that they, uh, actually managed to get a video game out in December. Yeah. Um, I thought it may have been even worse, um... But then somehow it's still, it's still what it's this interesting paradox of I expected it to be worse, but then it still somehow turned out to be just a different kind of worse. So it's just, it's just bad. And uh, uh, CD Projekt well, Red should be ashamed of themselves.
1: They, sh- I mean, they should. Um, the, the thing about long production uh, cycles is I think a lot of people think that means it's going to be really good and thoroughly tested, but because of changing technology, changing standards in games. Like, things that are expected of a, a big open world game in 2020 are not what they were in 2013. Yeah. Um. So you're constantly if you take this long to make a fucking game you're constantly going back and amending things that will retroactively break new things yeah. and that's why this game is such a mess. But also actually I want to read from a, uh, a a Twitter thread that Pointed out something I found very interesting, uh, because they're they're very, this n- nobody at CD Projekt read this isn't news to any of them, they know that they are trying to patch together something hmm. that wasn't ready. Um, I just want to read quickly. Uh, this person talks about the game's traffic, so it says no one apart from the player can drive a bike why well after a little testing it becomes obvious that drivers have no ai to speak of they cannot navigate around an obstacle and often will freeze in the face of an obstacle they are literally mindless surely this leads to constant gridlock well no because explicitly aware of this CD Projekt Red have made every stopped car disappear if you look away. (laughs) Really. That way, the cars keep following their paths and any blockages are cleared up. This is not a bug. This is a feature. This is specifically or a specifically engineered solution to a massive gap in the game's feature set. And it turns out pedestrians behave the same way. Fire a gun in a crowded street; everyone ducks. Turn 360, and the game will unload every cowering pedestrian.
0: Yeah, if you uh, if you face away from traffic and then turn around, you can reload all of the cars. So every all of the vehicles will change immediately. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that's I did not know about the feature-based element of this. That is absolutely uh. I was going to say unbelievable, but we've seen the footage, folks. <laughs> it's yeah, bad. Yeah,
1: that that Twitter thread, uh, it includes footage demonstrating wow. all of this. And to me, and of course to them, and probably to anyone, uh, what this says is that the there's more to this than just bugs that weren't addressed. There's fundamentally, this game wasn't fucking done. Yeah. There's things missing, and then there's kind of slapdash duct tape over these leaks in the hopes that they could have gotten it into something halfway uh presentable on release day it's like but if
0: th- uh it's like if battleship potemkin were uh, cast and directed by fourth graders the the correlation with the weird uh sort of seeming scumfuckery that seemed to be going on in the lead up To the release of this game, um, certain sort of elements of you know withholding the viewing of live gameplay footage, like and all using using sort of the 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 gestures of this sort of like hype building apparatus in order to do that. Mm -hmm. When like as it turns out, it's shockers because the game wasn't done, it wasn't ready for people to see it, and if they saw it, they probably wouldn't have pre-ordered it.
1: Definitely not, especially people who are getting it on consoles, because it runs especially not at all on 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 the PS4 and mm. whatever the Xbox is called. <laughs> I have no, um, I have no
0: idea. I really don't know. Xbox What's One. Someone, ri- I think that's the current one. Someone, right? Okay, so pu- no, PO- Xbox
1: One was the last one. The
0: new one is oh something else. Okay, so P- if you write to us at PO Box 42069 in Walla Walla, Washington, <laughs> um just put AGAB podcast. Someone write us a letter um <coughs> to tell us what an Xbox is because as a podcast, we it's inconclusive. We don't I don't think we We don't understand. know. There's no way to find out either. So, I have diplomas and stuff too, but like they they're not helping. I don't know. Someone's got to help. Some someone just write us <laughs> at whatever address i said uh, cuz
1: i cuz i i forget absolutely you have to write us we're it's fucked um, yeah you mentioned um they that they they weren't letting reviewers and stuff they weren't letting them show mm. gameplay footage before release um there was a, that was part of the embargo um so yeah they were they knew of course they fucking knew you couldn't be making this game and not know that this was the state of it. So they were purposely withholding the fact they were selling a broken product. And then, this is the the delicious shit icing on the shit cake. Um, they then, uh, as I guess, suppose a PR move, said, our bad, we fucked up. We did a big whoopsie and, and uh, knowingly sold you a faulty product. Yeah. Um, you can get a refund if you want. And then people went, Tried to get a refund uh, oh. on their, their PlayStations, and Sony said no. What? Refund? We don't know anything about that. You're not getting a fucking refund. Fuck you. It's so it's, it's like. Awesome. If, if they, did, they did the I declare
0: bankruptcy bit from The Office. <laughs> They're just, <laughs> <laughs> and just.
1: I declared like, it. <laughs> yeah. No, I declared <laughs>
0: it. <laughs> and we tweeted it. That means it's true.
1: Yeah. C D Project Red is kind of new to being this big of a studio, I yeah. think. Um but my god, they are f- they're not doing a great job. It's not great. They're not doing a great job at all.
0: No, it's not. It's not Uh-oh. great.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> give Cyberpunk a while. I, I'm even I was really looking forward to it and I still think it'll be a game I like, but I'm gonna probably give it like a year. Oh yeah. To- yeah (laughs) at least six months (laughs) like
0: i it's a it's a it is it's a game i was really interested in particularly as a like like a post witcher 3 cd project red trying to Mm -hmm. build something even bigger but that's projects forward um like i thought it was going to be really fun and capitalist realist as fuck in a whole new way in a whole new like we, weird... I I was pla I was I was readying my delusian readings of this game, and totally. now I'm just distracted by the fact that you can't drive a motorcycle without like you can drive on your head when you're driving a motorcycle.
1: Yeah, this is why I'm not going to make a video about it until this is all in the past because I- I'm sure there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about in the text, but it's so overshadowed by all of this right now. It's like trying to read the text when the text has been
0: submerged in an aquarium.
1: Yeah. So you know what? Uh, play Witcher Three. That's a good game. Play yeah. that. You can um, you can stab drowners and other various uh, boogans, um, and you can befriend uh, f- stinky peasants. Yeah. There's and, spooks, yeah.
0: In- spooks, inspectors, and, specters and la- screaming lady ghosts, and weird water water monsters and yeah. a uh, uh a sexy protagonist um go to town it's fun it's fun go I to like, town you get I a like vineyard
1: <laughs> you get a vineyard towards the end who doesn't That's want true. a vineyard come on great game yeah that'd be kind of sick hell yeah all right enough about news uh, of this fucking horse shit industry for fucking shit shit shits
0: I built a city where the artist would not fear the censor.
1: Yeah, just big old poopy shit shits.
0: Where the great would not be constrained by the small. The yeah. bi- the the biggest of the biggest shits,
1: right yeah, here. Yeah, the doodoo ass. Where the scientist would not be bound by petty morality. Uh, how about how about video games? Yeah. I chose to build.
0: Rapture. yeah we we brought a
1: video game we brought a video game uh it's called bio that's what they're calling it uh it's the hot new thing from yes. like Ooh, if this game's more than 10 years old that's it, gonna really upset it's more
0: me than t- it's more than 10 years old it's gotta be right
1: Are you fucking kidding me right i now? think
0: i played it in 2010
1: are you fucking kidding me I'm with this shit sure. right I now, played probably? it when
0: I lived in Indiana, which means it was 2009 or 2008, maybe. Oh my god, yeah, we're fucked. Uh, 2007, I was a oh. freshman. I was a freshman in college.
1: Oh no! I was a freshman in college no. when
0: this game came out, and now I'm going to go walk in the ocean.
1: Oh fuck. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm accepting that. I'm allowing. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing it to pass through me. Yes. Uh, and and then and then only I will remain. Okay. <laughs> so the the prehistoric video game Bioshock, <laughs> um, the Commodore sixty four <laughs> title Bioshock. You. you- you actually had to play it on, um, like, a, it was like a steam-powered. That, that's why. That's why the game has the aesthetic that it does. You have to play yeah. it on like a steam-powered sort of machine.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. You. You. It's just a horizontal wheel and uh, a push pedal and a horn. That's yeah. that was the con- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. But no. And uh, yeah, the first time everyone saw it. Everyone screamed and ran because they thought uh, the game was coming
1: at them. Uh, Yeah, they thought the Big Daddy was coming right at them to drill them in the face, and they all fucking freaked out. Everyone started gasping for air because they thought they were underwater. (laughs) Yeah, a few people actually uh, suffocated. They convinced themselves they were drowning so effectively that they they died. The rapture effect, they call it. So, Bioshock takes us to the uh magical world of rapture where an anarcho-capitalist sort of uh uh fueled by randian objectivism is actually able to build something that's already we're kind of getting into the realm of fantasy at that point he was able to to build an underwater city that didn't immediately fucking uh, collapse in on itself um <laughs> but it does start to do that eventually with a little bit of help. Yeah. Um now it presents itself as kind of a takedown critique of uh of objectivism and uh uh what's his face Ken Levine who's behind uh the these games. He doesn't have the most sophisticated understanding of ideology, so mm-hmm. it's it's basic. You know, the yeah. the, the, the the central arc is that the guy in charge of it, Andrew Ryan, who is a very clever, God, my brain is so big, sort of uh, uh, a masculinized uh, version of Ayn Rand. Yes. Um, He, when, when his ideals of free market capitalism come under any pressure, he immediately exercises, uh, you know, his authority as the guy in charge and then recreates sort of an authoritarian state to uh, secure his own power.
0: It's maybe the most accurate part of, uh, the most close to home uh, part of Bioshock is the way that a uh, Randian, uh, sort of uh, Atlas Shrug-esque, like John Galt's fucking ranch or whatever, Galt's Gulf or whatever the fuck that stupid shit was. Um, (laughs) uh, it, It is, it is, it is, unbelievably accurate how quickly that shit stumbles head face fucking first into fascism just like absolutely so just like just like a whoopsie just a little just a little little flip to the side and then whoa look 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 where we ended up as it turns out now I'm going to start doing weird experiments on everybody and like pulling in a like a weird uh a weird little sort of group of fascists to be my buddies. And then we're all going to just kind of go hog wild down here. Um
1: Yeah. It's fitting. Yeah, I think the, the thing about the absence of a state to enforce property relations is that it becomes force now that, cause the state's whole premise is it's the legitimate use of force. So it can then dictate how property rules are going to be. So without right. the legitimate use of force, it's just kind of whoever rolls up with the most significant use of force right. uh who will then recreate those state dynamics, but now minus all those pesky regulations yes. and human rights that you know we fought against the state to to achieve so a, it's basically exactly setting the fucking clock back a hundred years and uh you then you get rapture,
0: yeah, I mean and that's exactly what ended up happening too in rapture, which is the class distinctions ended up essentially for if I if I'm sort of like reading the uh refamiliarizing myself with the story correctly is that the class distinctions mm-hmm. sort of very quickly sort of reestablished and sort of like reinforced themselves like in a similar trajectory and configuration, almost like that they're a logical configuration of a profit motive that exists in mm-hmm. the totality in people's <laughs> in people's lives. It's it's almost like oh, that's not by accident. Um but it does so in such a in way time. to where, like, they the scaffolding that usually exists to either, as you very correctly and uh, as you put very well, the to sort of reinforce uh, a certain dynamic of property relation. Besides that, it just becomes about who has um, and can thus use like their resources and the muscle that can be amassed using those resources in order to reinforce you know whatever it is that they want to do and it happens to be the guy who established the fucking place shocker
1: yeah because of course because <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> of course the 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 benevolent like i'm gonna allow you down here to free yourself to be an individual guy very quickly turns into a like like mandatory cult of personality
1: yeah and i'm I'm actually i am too, as much as i and um In the future, we'll probably uh, do episodes on Bioshock 2 and Infinite, and as much as I will certainly uh, criticize Levine and his understanding of many things, um, I, yeah, to his credit, that is pretty well understood. And one of the early... Because you find audio logs as you go through the game and they kind of just exposition all the ideas that the game has at you, which I'm against that style of game design, but it's fine. Um, One of the pretty early ones you find, is some guy talking about, yeah, someone's got to clean the fucking toilets on Rapture, someone's got to, you know, there has to be a working class because they are necessary for society to function. So all, the, you know, everyone comes here thinking they're going to be hot shit, but yeah, you just, you can't all be hot shit. You, it's not realistic. There um,
0: has to be a working class...
1: Yeah, and best. this is That's something I, I try to really stress um, in a lot of the stuff that I, I, I write. Um, a, a defining uh, uh, feature of the tasks allotted to the working class is that many of them are actually necessary, yeah. whereas very few of the tasks allotted to the uh, ruling class are actually uh, uh, required for a, a functioning civilization. And... I think that this game is kind of playing with that realization. Um, I'm sure that uh, Levine wouldn't uh, put it in quite the terms that I would, but those are ideas that are, are very much in the mix here, which I think is interesting. Most of the enemies, the splicers that you meet, are uh, quite a lot of them anyway, based on like the, the sorts of voice lines they have and the stuff they shout at you. they They seem like... Sort of high cultured, like socialite types. Like they seem like th- these caricatures of, of 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 of, of the, like the pampered pseudo aristocratic bourgeoisie kind of.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, part part of that comes from the if you examine the individual people who are in uh, Andrew Ryan's circle, you can see like there's um, who am I thinking? I'm trying to remember the name of the doctor, um, or the plastic surgeon. I mean, uh, he. Was it
1: Sutrong or
0: uh, I care? I know
1: that there was a physician that no, that Sutrong have... made the big daddies and gets fucking killed by one. I think. Yeah. Steinman. Steinman. Uh, the the surgeon
0: that's in Andrew Ryan's little circle, um, who basically through, uh, his his own everyone has their own little sort of like you know process of becoming megalomaniacal which is one yeah. of the critiques that I could draw with the game. Actually, it, and to say otherwise, uh, what, what you said so far before, actually, I actually very much agree with Bioshock. Bioshock is an, an imperfect game that is trying to do something that's actually, one, a bit more clever than a whole bunch of other games have tried to do, and two, that has a critique that actually holds a little bit of weight. Um, yeah, and then sometimes yeah. it sometimes collapses under the own ambition of its project like many of these games do but and it's often yeah. not to be i and i don't mean this to be like infantilizing or or to be condescending or anything but sometimes it's not its fault because we talk about you know cultural imagination and stuff like that a lot in these contexts um and I, like we all have difficulty and struggle here in terms of creation but more than anything there is this like the 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 class status of rapture, um, sort of set. It, it does really set in in the way that you're describing, and it's sort of in this like almost like it has this like the mega, the megalomaniacal like discourse in this game has a trickle down quality <laughs> to it, and it's done so mm-hmm. in part through actual exposure to things that I think change people's brain chemistry, but also the the these like recompositions of these subjects in this game sort of birth them into yeah something of a car- a caricature of their former self but also something that is looking to like magnify the more odious qualities of what, the project that they were a part of before which is just kind of the that that's what that's the sort of basic but the part of the thing that Bioshock and the series in general does fairly well is that it just kind of takes a big old magnifying glass and puts it up around certain social issues um, yeah. and uses this exaggerated depiction to draw into the light its, you know, worst qualities.
1: Yeah, I like how they they start to... Uh, there's, there's a very strong undercurrent about eugenics in this game. There is yeah. a lot of... uh uh, genetic engineering there's a lot of of weird um connections to the nazis i think that Mm -hmm. uh what's her name tenenbaum i want to say like the lady who sort of is responsible for the the little sisters she i think was she was kind of capo
0: yeah they put her to work assisting in their experiments um She looked down on their experiments, and she survived, unlike the rest of her family, likely
1: due to her aid to the doctors, which earned her the nickname Das Wunderkind, which... Ew. Yeah, there's, like, loads of eugenics going on here, and, like, some of our top people were literally, like, involved with with Nazi experiments. Like, this is very heavy-handedly, there's Nazism involved here. Yeah. We're gonna call it Nazi. We're gonna say... I you know I was in a fucking a uh, uh, camp and then I I assisted the actual capital and Nazis, and I find that so interesting because I feel like a lot of things shy away from being that um forward about it. Like when you think about it, this is just considering how much of of like a centrist train wreck I think Two and Infinite turn out to be. One is such a a, a vicious and in in some ways quite accurate um even if quite simple i think uh, a takedown of of this ideology and i kind of feel like libertarians like right libertarians in america around this time were having a bit of a time in the limelight i think certainly Um, so it was it was it was a very relevant ideological um position to 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 come after like I think that they were less fringe then than they are now um i think that a lot of them were a lot of them started being honest with themselves and kind of became fascists i think as or just relaxed into the just like being a conservative um as the 2010s went on and things uh heated up shall we say in uh, in the capitalist world well, he-
0: heating up is a good way of putting it because I think exactly what you're sort of getting at, this is why Bioshock edits is another testament to Bioshock because I, the sort of peak of like the transition into a newer American libertarianism, the United States is a very libertarian country, as I think many people can either kind of feel or assume. Well, mm-hmm. it's definitely true. Um, and part of its libertarian strand has managed to get some sort of... section like has managed to get into power but mostly through uh the usual means and the sort of two-party occupation of political imagination even on the conservative side of things through the republican party and that would be yeah. the, tea, the tea party movement around 2010 and around the same time as the sort of pre-trumpian strain of republicanism which is this more sort of like less adjacent toward the Randian libertarianism and a little more positioned towards the the like post-fascism of like like the uh, the brothers of it the brothers of Italy in in uh, in, in, in Italy for example or uh, mm. it came a, 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 a good event to look at is the governorship of Sam Brownback who was a, who literally tried to do Ayn Rand uh in an entire state when he was governor and well i mean (laughs) spoiler alert it like he fucking wrecked it so he was the governor of kansas between like 2011 and then i guess that'd be 2018 and uh he's this is just kind of like a coke he's a Koch brother guy who like crafted a legislative budget based like from like the Koch brothers guys that he brought in um, and basically like had all of these like Reaganite kind of supply side economics shitheads come in and destroy an entire state by doing Randian economics. Um, mm-hmm. and when this failed, it was sort of in the, the way that I see it is it, it, it is a, it it is a, it's a fitting sort of timeline for when the Republican party began to coalesce around these, like it sort of push out its previous more, for lack of a better term, because I don't think this is very accurate, it's still incredibly right wing, more centrist the never Trump elements, if you will. Um mm-hmm. the uh the sort of hawkish uh social conservatives who were really into budget and fiscal policy, the Romneys and such, uh um Yeah. The they like it, it all sort of like as the as the new Republican Party came around, it was in part a signaling of the end of this kind of like paul ryan he's a really good example of it as well the sort of like paul ryan style i read atlas shrugged in college like <laughs> like yeah like really really awful noxious like post newt gingrich politics um but that is was signaling towards something even more ridiculous uh that was going to occupy public consciousness there and a couple of years after that um yeah Which was, you know, boy did it. Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald Trump was a thing for four years. Like like this is something new. We got a new thing now.
1: Yeah, it it was it was really relevant at at the time. Um, in a way that it, it wouldn't be if it came out today quite so much. So like, yeah, to its credit, you know, it it does a decent job with that. Um what I find really interesting, and what I wanted to to make sure we talked about a little is the you can see the the uh, uh, zygote of ideas that you would see in Bioshock Two, which is a very, um, very very anti-communist uh uh game. Uh huh. Um, That's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one, yeah. Uh, so Francis Fontaine was it Frank? Frank, Frank is probably Font- short for Francis. We'll yeah, call him Frank Frankie Fontaine. Boy. Yeah. Frankie, Frankie Boy Fontaine. So he's your main antagonist. You you think it'll be Andrew Ryan, but not, not quite. Mm, Um, They get you. So that there's a big, big twist, big twist that if anyone doesn't know about in 2020, you got no. Spoiler
0: alert for this game that is 13 years old. 13 fucking years. 13 years old. Sorry, we're gonna have to. Like we have to take like a can I need to like bend over and just huff and puff for like 30 seconds every time we remember what year this game came out. Oh
1: my fucking back hurts thinking about it.
0: I get I literally get back pain thinking about this game being that old, which
1: yeah. Frank Fontaine, he I don't know if they ever explicitly say that he's like a union leader, but he's heavily implied to be running uh like a poorhouse and uh uh organizing workers, dock workers. That's where he works. So he's, he's implied to be sort of um, branding himself as this sort of labor organizer guy. Um, yeah. Now, what's very important is that this is all, of course, a dishonest persona. He's just trying to do crimes. He's a big crime man. He loves crimes. Um, and that's sort of an idea that we're going to be talking about a lot in future Bioshock episodes, where anyone who seems like they're trying to do something good They're actually up to something. Never trust anyone who's trying to help, especially if it's in a a way to do with the working class. That's sort of a... um, This is something that you'll find a lot in in media from a more liberal perspective because they can't actually assail the ideas of socialists because they're so obviously, um, you know, by by most moral standards, obviously the right positions. So it has to be dishonesty. Yeah, um, according
0: to a Bioshock game, the correct position for a worker to have is silence, because you don't ever really hear from them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't really exist all that much. And Frank Fontaine, exactly. Frank Fontaine is a great example um, of uh, actually, again, you know, sort of on the compliment side of uh, what Bioshock tries to do, and it's like moral universe. You have this guy who is running a black market and doing like trade and stuff, but is also like doing sort of like using it to benefit some of the underclasses but seeing it as a way he benefits himself and he he's learning that his reputation sucks uh and so there is i don't remember is it is it that frank fontaine fakes his death or is it that people think he died but he ended up surviving and took advantage of it i don't
1: remember well uh, here's what happens because this is really funny um because of course yeah he becomes a very prominent figure in rapture by doing like black market smuggling shit um, Andrew Ryan, Mr. Free Market, he doesn't approve of illegal commerce. No. So uh, it's, I think it's somewhat ambiguous whether he th- really has an opposition to the black market stuff or if yeah. he just is afraid of the challenge that Fontaine is beginning to pose as he becomes a powerful figure in Rapture. So uh, Rapture Security, who Andrew Ryan controls, but it's definitely not a state. Definitely not a state that the guy, at the head of it, controls the uh, people who have a uh, a legitimate use of force to impose uh, regulations. Not a state. No. Um, He sends them to fucking kill (laughs) Fontaine. Um, So Fontaine uh, fakes his own death, uh, and people think that he was successfully killed in that uh, attack by uh, Ryan's security goons. So the this is actually something um i wanted to point out that i find really contradictory about andrew ryan is he is simultaneously very compromising on his beliefs and also zealously committed to them there is the um there is the scene where you kill him you beat him to death and he lets you do it because he's making a point about his like principles as an objectivist that's the whole thing he's doing there. He's literally willing to risk his life on his beliefs. But also if somebody uh is is threatening his fucking power, he'll send the cops in. He'll send he'll do the state at them. So it's like he's he's both a hypocrite and like totally uh uh, uh committed to his beliefs. It's very very strange. 'Cause well, because there's no distance between him and the gaze
0: of another. Like he's a like he's not forced to reconcile like who he sees himself as with who he actually is until someone's standing right in front of him. So rather than like be able to like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go do a bunch of state violence, um, even though I'm an mm-hmm. Ayn Rand objectivist and have built a quote unquote Ayn Rand objectivist like paradise Um, Then when someone is right in front of him, well, he's definitely, of course, he's willing to do that one because he's a coward, it gives him a way out. And two, he can like die alone in his principles or whatever, when like, everyone knows that he's a fraud, but in order to satisfy his ego, like, because he sees himself, he he has like constructed this, uh, this like grandiose object, this beautiful shining beacon, that like the first thing you see in Bioshock that has, like, any indication of, like, what's about to come is a gigantic, like, statue and banner of him. Like, yeah. you see, like, it is, like, it's very clear that you're dealing with a pathological egotist um, in that, like, the object of this person's desire is, like, an idealized version of himself that is so, like, magnified and glorified that he is willing to just, like, he's willing to let it all crumble in order to appease this projected image he's gotten so used to it too i'm sure at that by that point just being like i am i am this like i like like he's not human anymore he's this vision of like some otherized being that just is it has human characteristics but it's fully constructed it's not it's not it's not any part of himself I don't know who that person is. <laughs> I think that's what's useful like about it is because that's what like in Alice Shrugged, for example, their Alice Shrugged is covered with these like titans of industry who all these like horrifying Stalinist social democrats. They're social democrats. Uh, who wanna come mm-hmm. in and do a bunch of bureaucracy and say, Hey, you have a patent for something that that's better than steel and you're gonna change the railroad industry. That's and like it's this it's a book that's completely removed from reality but even more so in its like weird obsessive praise with these like like creepy like mass like american masculinized figures like these sort of Mm -hmm. like masculinized the, the reason why like andrew ryan is appropriate as a man is because ayn rand masculinized herself any chance that she got that's true she had these like weird paradoxical gender politics that are like the only explanation is this like, like this, this idealized, like sensation, sensationally idealized masculine identity that she is like projecting herself toward. And that is like flat on the page in this particular text
1: with Andrew Ryan. It really shows something very real. I think about, um, about how people, interact with their own ideology because i think that uh liberal liberal political critique is very obsessed with hypocrisy with Mm. proving that people are hypocrites that they'll Mm. say one thing and do another um that has never
0: mattered i caught you that means that you have to you sir you sir 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 (laughs) you you sir 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 this
1: tweet sir i got you sir i got you <laughs> yeah it's that kind of shit yeah it's that kind of shit and it it it, it amounts to nothing because you, you i think trump was the should have been the greatest lesson in this you just be like hey you uh like lied about this thing and he'll just be like yeah whatever fuck you like who i never cares? said that i never said yeah, I, never, I never said that yeah it doesn't fucking it. matter yeah um, and he's yeah he's the perfect example for that yeah and i but i think that It's really a a look at how that can happen with Andrew Ryan because all throughout the game, he is fucking still spewing his Randian free market fucking poetry at you through the fucking loudspeakers all throughout Rapture while you walk by like fucking dissenters that he's fucking impaled to the wall and (laughs) stuff like that. Like his, his hypocrisy is all around you and it he still absolutely sees himself that way cuz our ability to like especially when you're uh, when your material conditions um encourage you to keep believing that you believe what you believe if that makes sense um your ability to just fucking huff pure copium as like a human being is incredible yeah, like
0: it's it's ideology
1: yeah it's it's straight eaten out of the dumpster of ideology. And it's like, yeah, he you can tell that Ryan has an internal narrative in which every single one of those fucking things he did was, like, justified within his ideology, even though they, of course, run completely counter to it. And that's one of the realest things in this game, to be fair. Like, you see that fucking constantly, Uh, especially from particularly uh ideologically driven like right-wing fucking freaks
0: it's it. what's most interesting about texts like this is that the way that it it turns back around and can then disempower the particular critique when it lacks say a more revolutionary imagination which is something that will like mm. even within the i'm not saying that every game that is like i'm not saying every walking simulator has to be about communism but like when the game I'm saying it, that well, oh uh, uh, yeah, that's ca- that's case. That's more case thing. Yeah, I yeah. don't want to take their thing. Like, yeah. I don't really like. I I respect their projects. Like, but megalomania is a problematic discourse uh, because when you strip away the hyperbole, you like it. It, it is nece- It's necessitates stripping of the hyperbole to say, would it have happened this way? without the without the exit without the magnifying glass used to draw the contradictions into the present how would these contradictions when you they aren't injected with these sort of like for lack of a better term the psychosis of like an unquenchable desire either toward de- death or destruction or like these con like as just as we were talking about what the game does kind of well these contradictory paradoxical elements Well, Mm -hmm. when it, when megalomania is driving the ship, like, it's not following the course or the trajectory of what, like, a Randian capitalist nightmare looks like. Because a Randian capitalist nightmare is able to justify its existence. It's able to, it doesn't just, it's not established as an escapist utopia. It exists within ideology, which... Is a matrix, it's a matrix that's discerned between this dialectic of the old and the new. This, it's the the trans historical dimension and the misconception or misperception of these sort of return to the past or an equalizing logic. Um, I am very poorly paraphrasing Zizek in an introduction to uh, mapping ideology and essay collection I think is actually really useful for understanding mm-hmm. more contemporary definitions and applications of the term ideology which has been academically kind of out of vogue for a while but it's coming back baby that's um, right we're doing it uh, <clears throat> there's this logical order that exists within Bioshock that uses megalomania to put distance between uh the the actual horrifying the most horrific elements is uh, of this game which is yes that which is beyond seeing but it is also in some way related to the horrific of our day-to-day lives it gets what what it what it it ends up exchanging what it exchanges f- uh for uh, in order to sort of prop up its heavy-handed sort of like big swing which again, as as we've been saying, we think it does a pretty decent job at, and it says it's a useful exercise. It says some interesting points, but there's a process of exchange there that, when you incorporate this like megalomaniacal discourse, you end up sort of steering the ship away, like from the more like the the like the more fruitful course, which is that like. Fascism doesn't just come in and like, like shut. It's the Gramscian notion, right? Fascism or like capitalism itself, even it doesn't just come in and like smash and like re-, re capitalism smash, it doesn't come in and just like reinforce and like dominate, right? Yeah, it works through coercion. It works through gaining the uh, acceptance and the permission of the masses, and it's important to understand why this happens because when you don't well then sometimes you just have you have all the right ideas there but they're not put in a place to where I can take it beyond the world of this game as effectively we have to do more of digging if all of that makes sense
1: Yeah I think that's really well put that's uh I think that is pretty much what's at the heart of not just this game, but I think a lot of uh, liberal critiques of, of any ideology, really. Absolutely. We are getting pretty far, far time-wise. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to say about Bioshock?
0: The only thing that I will say is that I, I'm excited to talk about the other two because I also have lots of things, and uh, I'm sure you do as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be a lot meaner to both yes. of the other Bioshock games than this That's one. Be really fun it's not going to be nearly as thoughtful and measured (laughs) yeah no we're it's we're going to be it's going to be like talking about a ubisoft game it's just going to be hostility uh speaking of which Ah, speaking of which yes uh well
0: we've come to the portion in this wonderful and uh uh this 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 podcast that's already being praised by the international community for its bravery. We've come to the portion in the video game podcast, the podcast that's only about video games and nothing else. Nothing uh, else. where we have to crown we have to crown our bastard um because while we're all bastards, some of us are just like big bouncing beautiful beautiful bastards that we have to <laughs> give special distinction and commendation to. And who better than um the developer of the assassins creed games who i'm just going to cut to the chase said they weren't going to do their xp xp boost bullshit in this next game and then just decided that they were going to try and sneak it in like like
1: like like, shh. like no one said it just say, yeah no uh, oh, but a month after release <laughs> ubisoft fucking ubisoft uh, uh, oh, uh sexual abuser protecting ubisoft that one decided, you know what? We're just going to... The game made money, of course, because it says Assassin's Creed on it, but it could uh. have made more money, so we're going to pop yeah. in some bullshit.
0: Did you... So we they sat everyone down and they said, listen, everyone, we're just really proud of all the work that you've been doing and, like, so proud that we have this idea to revolutionize the way that we develop video games. Have you thought about the incredible potential to make more money has anyone thought of it? has anyone thought about this
1: have you tried hey, making hey, more money
0: like we know that we made a lot of money but have you thought about more more of it
1: more for me money for me
0: for me i i like it did you know that i like money give it
1: i like uh, money it. me now yes now, more
0: give me money money me money now me a money needing a lot now
1: this will not be the last time that ubisoft is the bastard of the week let's all be honest with ourselves oh, no. they'll be back they always <laughs> so, come our, back
0: there are mortal enemies because i mean let, let's okay XP, xp boosts is the perfect thing we've already introduced everyone to our uh, literal war literal War declaration of war between the podcast as an entity, not us individually, but the podcast and uh the entity of the corporation of Ubisoft. But mm-hmm. the, these XP boosts are the Ubisoft excuse because they want to throttle content as much as they can and drag out the development process as much as they can because they can, because I need more money for mm-hmm. more stuff, don't worry about it. Um, It's not not to make the game easier, because if that were the case... Well, I mean, from what I've been reading, I played uh, Odyssey, but I have not played this one. The last game was very grindy. That was the excuse they used for XP boost then. No, they just made a grindy game. It was a cash grab then. But they just took advantage of the fact that the game was grindy, and people didn't like that. And they brought it back here... When from everything that I've heard is that they ironed out that stuff because everyone was complaining about it. So the story is a little more streamlined. It like it it is a little more action packed, a little more centralized, a little fewer just kind of random side quests you have to do. So now follow up question. How is it not a cash grab? Yeah. How would it not be if all of that? If that's true, did you fix your video game? Okay, good. Then is how is this not a cash grab? I will Wait buy my microphone until ubisoft 426 p.o box 4269 walla walla washington uh i'm gonna keep not giving a zip code so uh the zip code is two the two two <laughs> if you put any other numbers you will go to jail so don't put any other ones so don't yeah do and
1: trust me we we have the uh Infrastructure and capacity mm. to be doing that as we've made. We've clear. been working on it.
0: We yeah. we we put we put our money where our mouth is, uh, so to speak.
1: You you touched on something really uh, important there, which is uh, making the game shitty so they can sell a solution. Because famously, <laughs> when um, another infamously dog shit company, EA. Yes. Uh, uh, they removed the microtransactions from, I believe, Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also reworked the progression system to make it less fucking horrible and grindy to get stuff. That's kind of uh, the, the greatest admission of guilt you can imagine. Like, oh yeah, no, we made the game shit so we could sell you a solution. These in-game transactions weren't like a cool extra thing. That was... <clears throat> A solution to a problem we purposely created <laughs> these companies are fucking scum and i feel bad for the developers who like actually are passionate about making like good art to have to do it through these fucking pricks who are gonna shittle over it and put in predatory monetization schemes and cheapen the whole thing and just make it worse for everyone yeah take
0: one ass- one assassin's creed game versus all of the people who are working on Assassin's Creed divided into let's be generous, let's say two studios, and they're given independence and they're given they're split the budget half and half and they're given they're given one quarter of the budget total and then they split it and so they have an eighth of the budget each and then have them make whatever game they want, come up with it as a group, and then we see what they come up with and how many how how those two games, how many Assassin's Creed games are those two games going to be worth? The answer is I don't know because I can't think of numbers that high. Like we don't need any, we don't need the seventy-fifth Assassin's Creed game, but because we these, need it. these studios have just sucked up, so it's just very simple dollars and cents. You can make it complicated. We can get into the complicated stuff, but you just look at it simply: dollars and cents. They have so much money, they're gonna make the stuff that makes money. They're gonna do it in a shitty way so it makes them the most money. And then the people who actually want to dedicate their time to make a living to try and make these games basically have to try and cut it like either freelance or do it in their spare time or any like, you know, like there's it's it's too simple for it to be, you know, anything other than just like this profit shit is like making a whole bunch of garbage sucking up all of the oxygen in the room to where we're just gonna have to yell about ubisoft until we're like old 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 people we are going to be old fucks just like screaming about how assassin's creed gilded age is like (laughs) dog shit because they have like in the game like if you have to be wearing a hat when you walk into a room but then you have to pay actual money for the hat so you can't go inside anywhere or some whatever fucking stupid shit they're going to come up with that we're still going to be screaming about on this podcast even if no one's listening even if Kay has moved on to their big movie career that they're planning or yeah, it's going to
1: be just a movie about me beating up uh, ubisoft executives
0: yeah and i will be here to offer commentary on this <laughs> podcast and just yelling, just just full on hostilities. You can see our our blood's already boiling. And what has been a very like thoughtful, measured, very like like very sort of like intellectually driven episode, I am now ready to say, Ubisoft, let, I want to fight. Let's fight. The the fucking redneck comes out, and I want to fight you because this is lot, so dumb. Let's
1: go. Come on. Let's fight. Ding ding, motherfuckers. All right, I think that's enough for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Yes, and you can follow us on the internet in the show notes. I'm at labor Kyle on Twitter, and Kay is at K and Skittles on Twitter. And you can also listen to both of our other podcasts. Kay is part of a fantastic show uh, called "Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth." Um, did I get that title correct?
1: um yeah are you doing my plugs for me i feel like someone just ordered my meal for me at a restaurant Um, what the fuck's going um, on here no oh
0: it was it was it was the opposite it was to like it's like valet service
1: oh i was like
0: because you you did a lot of hosting this episode i was trying to i was trying to take us out i gotta plug my friend and be like isn't it like see how i know all of k's handles and stuff just off the top of my head i also know that they stream usually on sundays on twitch Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays and Sundays. You've been okay. streaming Bioshock recently?
1: I've been streaming Bioshock 2 after uh, previously streaming Bioshock 1. So I've been uh, getting reacquainted with these these games and their wonderful ideas. I have a No Man's Sky
0: video, but I lost all my gameplay footage. Um, so my No Man's Sky video is very quickly becoming the No Man's Sky of YouTube video essays. Oh, but yeah, uh, I'll have some stuff coming out probably pretty soon. And yeah, I'm
1: not doing shit it. till after Christmas. I'm going to get drunk, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll make a new video in January. Kay will,
0: will be hammered uh, <laughs> during that time. That's right. Good video games and merry podcasting to us all.
1: I, I wish you well. And remember, <laughs> remember, fuck Ubisoft. All gamers are bastards.
0: Thank you all for coming to our beef and beer and Jesus.